0: You're listening to Convos with the Collective, the Denver Women's Sports Collective podcast, where we feature stories, life lessons, and advice from women throughout sports, events, and marketing. This podcast was recorded at the DMVR studio in Denver, Colorado. One year ago, Emily Applegate became a household name through her groundbreaking article with the Washington Post. She has since been deemed one of the most prominent advocates for speaking up for what is right when it comes to the environment of front office sports. Today, I sit down with Emily on what she's done since, where she's going, and what effect she hopes her story has on professional females everywhere. Today, I'm here with Emily Applegate on episode five. Super excited to have you. Thank you so much for saying yes. Thank Um, you for asking. Of course. Emily has spent time with both the University of Texas and Washington football teams. She has an outstanding reputation for advocating for yourself and other females all across this industry. So I'm completely honored, and I think that you're going to really enjoy this episode. So um, we'll kick it off. I sent you just a few questions. Uh, to give you a basis of what we're all about over here. But uh, tell me a little bit about your background and your career path up until this point.
1: Yeah, so I first, I mean, undergrad, I studied a a general business degree, uh, having no idea what I wanted to do with that. Um, I took a sports marketing class in undergrad. And for the first time in my academic career, I really cared about what was going on. Uh, I was like the teacher's pet. You know, I was doing all the readings, things that were not uh, typical for me. And then uh, I was able to be introduced actually to um, somebody that owned a marketing company, a sports marketing company. His name was Pat Capra. And he gave me my first internship and it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, I think I started applying for jobs specifically in the NFL all over the country. I was ready to go anywhere and I landed with the Washington football team. You know, started doing general mission sales and quickly worked my way up to being the marketing coordinator. So I was responsible for kind of holding down the marketing department, uh, which is day to day stuff. I was planning their events for our sponsors and some of our athletes. And then my time there came to an end. (laughs) Um, And I went back into sales and service at the University of Texas in Austin, uh, which was really, really cool because college sports obviously you have a lot more range of what you're working on you know we did seven ticketed sports so there's always something going on you're always busy
0: holy I can I can barely handle one (laughs) yeah
1: it's, it's it was such a shock to go from one focus to having seven right and you're just you're constantly working on the next season but you're still in season for the current sport, it's just, it's a never ending cycle, but it was so yeah. cool. I love that job. Yeah. That's, so and, great. but though I, I did decide to leave the industry and uh, I'll be starting law school in roughly a month. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll all pray for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. Please, no, please do. Please, absolutely do. <laughs> awesome.
0: So let me, um, like, elaborate off that. Obviously, having a, a short career in sport, but like, what's been your biggest success thus far in your career?
1: I think honestly, it's been figuring out actually what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time working in sports. I was, I think in the industry for like five and a half years. And I know I can pinpoint like very successful events that we planned when I was with the Washington football team um, with the university of Texas. I kind of ended my career there managing the customer service for all those season ticket holders. Um, and that was obviously a high point of my career, but just kind of now figuring out what I do want to do with the rest of my life. I feel so at peace with my decision to begin this law school journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so just really, I mean, getting into law school and figuring it out has really been kind of the high point,
0: (laughs) right? Honestly, like, and I think too, like just being, I've been in sports, this will be my 13th season and it took me even like probably, gosh, maybe up until season nine to be like, is this really what I want to do? Like, is this like the best fit? Like is sales the best fit? Do I belong Mm -hmm. in like something like a partnerships or a marketing So I feel like that's so relatable to anyone who's in the sports industry because it's like Especially sales, there are so many ups and
1: downs days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you're like, you're like you go home, and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> I know. And with COVID and the pandemic, everybody yeah. that I talked to that was, you know, still doing sales, it was really, right. really difficult. You don't right? really have anything to sell. Nobody was really in the stands last year, so right? I can only imagine how difficult day to day. sales and sports. It was, was. definitely
0: an emotional year, um, especially being in management and being responsible for kind of like the day-to-day happiness of other people too you know it's it's super stressful so Definitely relatable, but I think I'm at peace as well with my decisions <laughs> today. Yeah. We'll see. Ask me tomorrow. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so at uh, Denver Women's Sports Collective, we talk a lot about being a woman in the, a male-dominated industry, um, even law, like even switching over to law, right? Like it's, uh, it's very male-dominated. So yeah. what advice would you give younger girls thinking about getting in these industries,
1: um, especially sports? I think especially sports, I, I have gotten that question a lot from young women that are in school, like under doing their undergrad work and focusing on sports. And mm-hmm. especially after my article came out and, you know, of course you read through it and you see that I had a struggle um, during my mm-hmm. time with the Washington football team and questions that I got a lot from people were, you know, I don't know if I want to do this anymore because I don't really want to put myself in that position. And the unfortunate reality for us women is no matter what industry we're at or in, excuse me, no matter where we're working, it's unfortunately something that's probably going to happen anyway. So if that's going to deter you from getting into sports and moving forward with your career path, don't let it Mm -hmm. because, you know, unfortunately for us, like I said, it is way too common across any industry, but Mm once you make that decision to really get into it, you really have to put in the work and it is almost seven days a week working. You're going, you're doing your nine to five, which it's never nine to five. You have events, you have so much going on. So you really just have to stay focused and motivated to your personal goals. And it's difficult, but it's worth it.
0: Yeah. I think too, on that note, like, my advice and i'm and my whole advice in starting this is like it's okay to speak up for yourself and i think yeah. that's something that you stand for which i obviously like i told you is so admirable and why we wanted to have you on this podcast in the first place um is that it's and i think that it that developed over time where a lot of young females just felt like if i spoke up there would be
1: repercussions right so yeah, like i absolutely. feel like making that the industry standard too is super important uh, i agree and I, I remember specific times at the Washington football team where something happened that would make me uncomfortable. And I did say something, mm-hmm. whether it was directly to that person or just to somebody else that was in a position of power to help me. Mm-hmm. And while, unfortunately, my experience, nothing was really done about it, it still felt good for me to be standing up for myself and to not mm-hmm. let that kind of behavior just be the norm I wanted them to know that this was not okay I was not okay with it and that you need to work on bettering yourself to Mm -hmm. create a better environment for everybody and I think speaking up is key. exactly and
0: I think one even one person listening to this episode that hears that message I think is worth it in my eyes and I'm sure you would agree (laughs) I agree yes 100 (laughs) percent. awesome so on that note like who are your biggest industry role models male or female oh gosh god
1: oh my god I can't speak Um, (laughs) I, I thought about that when you, when you sent me the questions, I was like, this is hard, but also very easy. It's for me, all the other women and men that helped me once the article came out. And that is people that then decided that they were comfortable speaking up. Um, I, the former attorney for the Washington football team, he wrote me a letter of recommendation for law school you know, those are the people that have always been in my corner and have always been like a cheerleader, I've known all of the ups and downs that I went through. And those are the people to me that I look up to the most. And there are some women and men that are still in the industry. Some have left to pursue other avenues, but they were always so supportive and understanding and they are definitely who I look up to.
0: That's awesome to hear too, because being in a tough situation, I'm sure there were times where you felt alone or that again, when you said people weren't believing you or, or, or doing anything about it to see that yeah. other people are advocating it in your corner is really, really awesome to hear. So especially males, like we call them our male allies, but mm-hmm. having them being like, I see you, I hear you, I want to help you is, is really awesome. Exactly. Um, so after everything said and done, like what makes you most curious about the industry right now? Like, have you seen those changes that you hope to see What still needs to be done in your
1: eyes? Um, I have my own opinions on this, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I am curious to see, uh, you know, if I could be a fly on the wall inside of the Washington football team's uh, doors, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. But um, from the outside looking in, no, I do not believe anything has changed. Mm -hmm. I believe that there has been a lot of publicity stunts in order to make it seem like they are going in the right direction. Uh, however, I think that there's still so many people that are there that were part of the problem, mm-hmm. and bringing in an African American to be, you know, your VP or bringing in your wife to be a CEO um, doesn't really make a difference when you're not changing the culture,
0: sure.
1: and when you <laughs> haven't even apologized to any of the people that came forward with their stories there have been private investigators sent to former employees homes there has been money offered to keep us quiet so no I don't believe that anything's changing what I am most curious and most interested to learn is if the NFL is going to do anything about what went on for so long and right now unfortunately it does not look like that's the case right and we're very fortunate to have a great law firm based out of DC um, that is really advocating for us with the NFL. So they're doing whatever they can to get our report, you know, released to the public so people can know a little bit more about what happened. But unfortunately, right now, it's, it's not looking great.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just like, again, just reiterating, like, the the power and the confidence that it took for you and those other females to step forward though, that's what the message that still needs to get out. Like, obviously, like you said, we have a very long way to go, but if there are people who are loud and who are consistent in saying, hey, females need a voice in this industry. And we don't, when things go wrong, we can't, it can't be swept under the rug. We're not gonna allow it to. So I think just your advocacy, your strength, like doesn't go unnoticed from, a widespread, especially in groups like ours, um, where that's our entire mission is to, to make sure that your voice is heard and, and especially in dire and, and
1: unfortunately sad situations. Um, yeah. Thank you. And yeah. The, yeah. And the, I appreciate fun. that you saying that I, of course. that was my entire goal right. coming forward. It wasn't for anything really for me, it was just to inspire other people that if you've had these similar situations that you should, and you can speak up. Mm-hmm. because nobody should be in a position where they are uncomfortable or being harassed or being bullied or anything like part. that at work. So right. if it in- inspires anybody to speak up to their work or their HR department, anything like that, then I did my job. And I'm so happy if, if only one person. And absolutely, I've gotten a lot of feedback and it seems like it's been more than one. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> which is a very, very good result. <laughs> um let me ask you th- th- is this this whole story is this what inspired you to go to law school
1: so it's funny because i think i've always wanted to be a lawyer mm-hmm. i remember being in high school and my teachers would be like you should be a lawyer because you love to argue and i'm like yeah you're right i do <laughs> actually
0: <laughs> we're two uh, east coast girls i can totally yeah to that. <laughs> exactly i'm like yeah, you're
1: you nailed it um yeah. <laughs> sadly i had no interest in doing any more school when i was younger but um there's been a few things that inspired me, of course, my experience at the Washington football team. And then when I was working for the university of Texas, uh, it was the same time where the story about Baylor was, you know, really hitting this news. And it was just so frustrating to me that just because you're a talented athlete, you were able to legitimately sexually assault women and get away with it as if nothing happened. And I got involved in the Austin community doing some volunteer work down there and then just trying to figure it out. It finally clicked. Like I can only do so much as a volunteer, but I can do so much more if I went to law school and really tried to make a change. So there's a lot of things that kind of inspired me, but doing the article and having that whole experience at the Washington football team really did push me in that direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah which is so great it's like it's so nice to hear like a positive result from such mm-hmm. a negative situation you know where and you, you really feel
1: like I, I feel like this conversation you kind of found yourself even a hundred percent and it, it's so crazy I just got um, on Twitter somebody reached out to me that she had a very similar situation working um, in the M- MLB and she's starting law school in the fall at Mizzou and it she it's the same thing. Like, you know, she was just so fed up with how yeah. she had been treated and she wants to make a difference. And now both of us are going to be on the same playing field too. We'll both graduate at the same time. We'll both be able to kind of work together. It's awesome. That is really cool. Um,
0: so let's leave it at this. Like what type of legacy do you want to leave on girls in the sports industry? After all said and done, we kind of alluded to it already, that, like making sure that they know that their voice is allowed to be heard, but like How do you want to be remembered in this industry?
1: I just want people to, when they are demanding, and I use that word because you should be demanding respect.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I want, if anybody is in a position where they need to demand that respect, I want them to think about me and be like, I can do this. I can Mm -hmm. say what I need to say without fear of getting fired or anything like that. I'm going to stand up for myself because. I should be respected as an individual on this earth. So hopefully that's something that women after hearing my story and countless other stories that have come forward, that's hopefully what they think of. Well,
0: I certainly will. I certainly do. Good. As I told you, um, anyone who knows me knows I demand my respect. So. Yes, good. <laughs> but um, thank you so much, Emily, for taking the time. I know that so many girls are going to appreciate this episode. And uh, anytime you're in Denver, please come over and gather with us.
1: Yes, I will, 100%.
0: That wraps up this episode of Convos with the Collective. Thank you for joining us for today's combo. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and post it to your social media, tell your friends, and catch the show notes on our website at www.denverwsc.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to catch each week's episode and follow us on all social platforms at Denver Women's Sports Collective so you don't miss a single combo. This podcast includes various hosts from the Denver Women's Sports Collective and was produced and edited by Allie Monroy.
1: Ever find yourself mindlessly browsing online? It's all fun and games until you see something you actually kind of want. To make sure you're not dreaming, you text your friend a link, what do you think of this jacket, you ask. By the time you hear back, you're on to other things, a product forgotten, a cart abandoned. Until now. Fivo is revolutionizing the way we shop. It's an e-commerce solution for brands to take back their consumers' engagement onto their own domain. Because you deserve that jacket. FIVO believes just as strongly in championing women in the workforce as it does revolutionizing the way we shop. That's why FIVO has partnered with the Denver Women's Sports Collective to provide resources, counsel, and strategic investment toward female professional growth. We at FIVO are proud to support the DWSC in 2021 and beyond.